sports fans, and thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Sicilianos Market helps us pick out the best Michigan beers for each and every episode. Also, Caleb from Mech Web Design helped us get our website created. So check out all of our sponsors and let them know that we sent you. Hey sports fans and thank you for checking out once again episode 85. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions, uh, their loss to the Packers unfortunately. Uh, we're going to talk about, what else are we going to We're going to talk about Big Ten football, um, all the moves that they've made over the last week or week and a half or so. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, man I, I just don't even remember what we're talking Oh we're going to talk about our programs, the state of our programs. We're talking about the state of um, Michigan bets as well. That's Michigan, right. Michigan gambling is right around the corner. So we're going to start talking about that maybe a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. That's yeah, right. we will. We will. Uh, but then we're also going to, of course, we're going to make our DeHouse Brewing Company and Cafe picks of the week. We're going to make our or grade our Siciliano's Market Michigan beers. That's basically what we're, what we're doing today, right? Is it, is it, did I miss anything? Boom. That's it. No, that's, that's it, man. Just that's, all, that's all we're hitting today. Um, we'll see you in two hours at the end of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am Sam Walter. With me today, we got Travis Nickel and Micah Smith. We're ready to talk Michigan sports. We're ready to talk or drink some Michigan beer, and we're ready to have a good time doing it. So, Micah, you are back from back. You were you took a, a week last week or a, a week off? A sabbatical. Sabbatical, right? <laughs> I said that one time. <laughs> I, I don't think I hit it right. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so you were gone, and what, what were you doing? Share everybody. I think we told everybody, but I, I was just studying for a a final exam for school. How did that final exam go? It went good. Yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah, A I, or B, C. Yeah, A. You passed. Hey, had a boy. Yeah, had a boy. Yeah, only A around here. Teacher Trav over here is proud of that. <laughs> yes, I would, sir. If, if it was about grades, well, I would never. <laughs> get, I yeah, yeah, it went well. Good for uh, you. It went quick, and. Uh, yeah, the studying helps, so thanks for uh, letting me have the night off. Yeah, for sure. Don't, don't let it happen again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I expected that. Trev, you are, are back. I don't know. The last, last time you were here, I think I was gone. You right? were. I was yeah, on vacation. It was kind of nice. Yeah, when I was gone. <laughs> yeah, although yeah. I, did, I did call in and extend the episode for about an hour and a half. I, I took full advantage of ripping Stafford that <laughs> night, I think, yeah. for you. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. Yeah. I actually <laughs> listened on my drive home, and I was just like, Trev's going to get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I didn't call you or something. I was, Yeah, it was... You were a little too harsh on him. Well, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk. Oh, yeah. Once again, this will not be a Stafford-free episode, that's for yes. sure. But, Trav, so obviously you're a teacher. How, how's everything going with that? It's been crazy. We're yeah. all. I'm in high school, so we're all virtual. And it's been really wild. I, I got COVID a few weeks ago, and then so both my wife and I are, on, are teachers, and we're both sitting there uh, teaching <laughs> with a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. So uh, virtually all day long. And... Uh, you know we're we're making the best of it. Our, it's it's fun. It's time you never get back. It's true, especially you know? from a, like as a teacher. Like you, you won't get this time back. At <laughs> no, home. it's uh, yeah, both ways. <laughs> yeah, both ways. Enjoy the time with the family. Kids are probably not learning as much as they should. Yeah. What do no, you do? That, that makes sense. Uh, 
Well, let's just <laughs> let's just get right into our beer introductions. Um, but before we do, I want to, uh, uh, before we do that, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Island's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus in downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicilianos Market is the best place for it. Uh, they not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Uh, obviously, craft beer. They also have specialty wine, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also are um, the largest. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. So, side note: a couple weeks ago, we did favorite apps as one of our. I think it was a banana boat, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, banana boat of, of our favorite apps, and my, one of mine was Golf Clash. So, I'm on this. I'm gonna go on a little, on a little tangent here, but I I I play Golf Clash, and I'm in this clan of like 50 people, and we just play golf together. Um, but we have this ongoing chat, and I mentioned uh, I had to try to plug in the podcast and get some listeners. But uh, <laughs> so I did, and I got in this discussion with a guy, and he happens to be right from Rockford. And he goes, "Dude, I go to Siciliano's Market and I homebrew and all this stuff." And I'm like, "No way! Like, that's, that's awesome. Just a small that's crazy. Room. It yeah, is. it was kind of cool." So uh, if he listens, I told him to listen. So if he does, shout out. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. Uh, there's so many chats, and I don't even know if it's his real name. So it's probably not. You're getting catfished, <laughs> probably. Sucker. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I thought that was cool. So uh, we love that Sicilianos Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that state of my sports sent you. Uh, Trev, you want to start us off with what you're drinking tonight? Yeah, I have some from Sagatuck Brewing Company. Um, it's Impaling It by, uh, it's a, they call it a perfectly balanced IPA, which so far I'm, I'm on point with them. Uh, it is also 9%, so Ooh. that's, uh, that's a potent. beauty. So you're walking home tonight. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Micah, what about you? Uh, drinking from Black Rocks in Marquette, Michigan, they're coconut brown. It says it's not your average brown. It's definitely not average. There's a lot of coconut in here. Uh, it's a six percenter, and it's got 18 IBUs. Have we ever done a Black Rocks? I honestly don't remember doing it. I want to say I've done one. Have you? Here. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are all going to grade this uh, from Black Rocks as well. We're doing a couple of them. Again, from Marquette, Michigan. It's their classic Pilsner. Um, they said, we love beer. You love beer. Let's get together, which I completely agree with. Um, it's their finest German malt, American hops, and Lake Superior water. So uh, it's going to be a pretty light light beer, I would assume, with a Pilsner, right? That makes sense? Yeah. Um, but we are all going to give that a grade at the end of the episode. Uh, but the one I am grading tonight is from Founders Brewing Company, located, obviously, in downtown Grand Rapids. It is the the downtown Grand Rapids staple. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm drinking, what is it called? Blushing Monk. It is their Belgian-style ale um, fermented with raspberries, which, I mean, for the people that are watching um, on, on the, the Facebook Live, like you can see how red that is. I, I opened this thing and started pouring it. I'm like, oh, that's a nice color. It's a nice, I, deep I, I red. I was not expecting that from a founder's, but uh, first couple sips, whew, that is good. And it's... What is it, 9.2% alcohol by volume. So this may be a very interesting episode. 
Lions. We'll jump right into the Detroit Lions. They lost to the Green Bay Packers 31-24. to We're not going to talk about the game a whole lot. I, there's a, obviously some parts. We just want to talk about the Lions as, as a whole. Um, but, yeah, lost 31-24. Stafford went 24-34 for 244 yards and a touchdown. Swift came back and led the team with an amazing 24 yards rushing. I mean, that, that was exactly what this team has been missing is, is 24 yards on the ground. Um, but he also did have a touchdown and 26 yards through the air. Uh, defensively, the Lions were carved up. There was nothing really to say about that, which is, isn't really a surprise. Um, but all in all, like I, I, I thought the, the effort was there. And I think that's there's a lot to say about that. Um, in a game that you you were supposed to get killed, I think the spread was nine. Um, is that what it was, Trev? Was the spread nine? spread was nine. Yeah. It so, went to nine towards the end of the day. Which is a very big, big number in the NFL. Um, it is. Uh, but anyway, I mean – I thought they played hard to the end. I thought they had a well-called football game. Good coaching. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. So you, you really like what Bevel is doing here. From a Packers perspective, what did you think about that game um, and, and what you saw from the Lions? For <clears throat> for what the Lions are this year, I I think that Daryl Bevel actually did a, a remarkable job with the injured players that were out this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, had Galladay been in there, and who else were you missing? Uh, I mean, we were missing, yeah, Galladay. We were missing both of our our defensive ends, uh, Okuda, with Flowers, um, and right? Everson Griffin, and we were missing Akuda. We were missing yeah. Trufant. Um So we're missing. We were missing four stars on the defensive side. It could have been a very different game, honestly. Yeah, and it was it was actually a really well played and called game by Daryl Bevel. I thought so too, Trav. Do you, do you agree with that? Like, like, what are you thinking of, of Bevel so far? Uh, in his two games that, that you've seen him coach? I think you always come out a little bit, um, like, it's a new coach, so you come out excited, ready to go. So I mm-hmm. think the team has played a little harder under him, maybe a little more loose, like, which is what he wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we would have liked to win, kind of. I would kind of like that draft pick, too. We'll see. But um, <laughs> yeah. But it, I, I am not mad about it. I think we're playing fine, especially the fact that we held – we held on with you guys, Micah. Yeah. With like half our defense out, I feel like and yeah. hurt. Um, and so I'm, I'm not too mad about the game. Um, it, it, make, it, it, it makes me wonder if if we have if we have more talent than what we think we do. I think Detroit. we do. And it just wasn't being utilized correctly with under Patricia. And not enough depth. Which, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it also makes you wonder too, or at least it makes me wonder, play calling defensively, mm-hmm. like. Did Daryl Bevel just say, hey, you know, whoever your D.C. is, here's the playbook. Do what you want. You know, let's go out and win. Let's go make a statement. And, I mean, where was that play calling with lesser talent on the field or with more talent on the field, excuse me, with Patricia in the seat? It's just, it's bizarre. Yeah, I I don't know if really the defensive play calling is what's exciting. I think the offensive play calling Mm -hmm. and the way that they're they're holding on to the football a little bit longer – um, and they're being more aggressive as well. So it's it's the, the offense is making the defense better. I don't think the defense played that well. I mean, what was that? What did I say? A nine-minute drive or something like that to start the well, second half? That's not yeah. a drive that you should be excited about. Um, but, I mean, it is Aaron Rodgers. It is the the right. Green Bay Packers, top ten in offense in every category. Um, so I don't want to, like, hate on that. But, I mean, they also let up 30, 31 points. 
right? So that's not a winning. Men- that's not, not going to win no. you football games. But considering the way no, but considering you, you're yeah, the guy's out. I mean, yeah, it no. wasn't that bad. Yeah, which is right. weird that it wasn't that bad when you're letting points. forty-one or thirty-one points. Yeah. yeah, right. But I mean, we were talking before the game, and we were trying to pick the over/under on that, and we're like, well, it's tough. Yeah, shoot. I mean, if you you figure the Packers are going to at least score thirty. Maybe thirty-five, yeah. and then what are the Lions going to score? Um, I I do think that when we look at the offense, like Swift coming back, I know you said oh only twenty-four yards. He only had seven carries. Um, a couple yeah. of those were kind of breakdown plays. So if you really take away those two, he's actually so he averaged three point four. If you take away those two, he's probably more around four, which is a great average. I think he also coming out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, I don't want, I don't want yeah, to guess uh, on this. Like, twenty-six yards, and I think it was. Four or seven catches. <laughs> four four, four to one seven. Two. Um, I, yeah. I, I meant to put it in there. I don't know how I missed it. It, but it was four catches for four 26 catches. yards. So, okay. I mean, it, it, so he seven, can do. He seven carries, four catches. Yeah, there All you right, go. That's where, yeah. that's where it came from. Perfect. So, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he can do everything. Um, it was There's exciting. There's a reason why this, this brain works one way. That's about it. And I think that makes us look back at the last few weeks and and be like, wow, like without Swift, without Galladay, um, that's, a t- that's, that's challenging. And if, and if you look at. Like uh, just real quick, the the play calling. I agree with you that that creative play. I know you love it when I talk about play calling, but on the goal line to get Hawkinson the ball, I love that call because now that sets up like four other plays out of that exact play, mm-hmm. and that's something the Chiefs do all the time. They have the same play with four or five options on it that makes it really hard to prepare for. Yeah, and I love that that's called a touchdown pass because I just like when Stafford gets touchdown passes. Right, especially if you have uh, a fantasy or something. <laughs> that that play Which design. Means? Was sexy. That was when nice. that happened. I was like, mm, "Yeah, I want that one in my playbook." Right. Yeah, that like was that. real. And nice. now they can fake that, and then and it's open. Like Peterson up, is wide open. It also on that opens splat. up like an Agnew end around too. If you put him in motion the other way or something, or like you can you can mess around with that type of formation. Right. I'm curious when you can really use it. It's kind of like a four to five yard play more than anything. But Fork anyways, short, it, it, yeah. it was nice to see, and it's nice to see some creativity. Um, but anyways, I mean. You get into the game, you're, you're happy with how it went, but then you lose Stafford. Stafford, he got hurt. Uh, sounds like a rib injury. He's questionable for Sunday. The fact that he didn't come back in the game tells me he's not going to play football again this year. I, like This is a big red flag to me. Um, in, a, in a way, I'm okay with it. Ooh. I'm okay with we're, – we're not making the playoffs. Can, I, I can admit that, so I'm assuming yeah. you guys will too. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to yet. I mean, I, The Sam Walt, is it – who are we're, you? We're not mathematically eliminated yet, so I'd be okay <laughs> if he if he's healthy. Go ahead and play, honestly. Right. But if there's like, don't try to be Iron Man here, honestly, because either you got a future with the Lions or you you're worth a lot on the trade block, which uh, we'll get into here shortly. But don't yeah, don't do anything stupid. Yeah, that, that's the way I look at it, and and especially like as soon as he held his ribs, I, like obviously ribs and back can be kind of like I was worried that was his back again. He got rolled up on pretty dang hard. Yep. On he that did. Play. A lot of man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was yeah. it? Was that Smith? That was Kenny Clark. Oh, Kenny. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ugh. That was brutal. It was. Um. Obviously, you can't go through a, a Green Bay Lions matchup without some questionable calls. So I did want to bring up a couple. I'm not blaming the refs. I promise you I'm not blaming the refs. <laughs> I'm not. But there are some calls that change the outline of the game. Or the landscape of the game, I should say. All right, so mystery holding call on on the first drive of the second half. We're going to start in the second half here. Uh, that could have gotten them off the field instead of a 17-play, nine-minute drive to start the touch, to get a touchdown and, and just set the tone. The next thing you know, the Lions have a three and out. 
that was your only possession of the third quarter was the three and out, and then the Packers had I think it was like one play inside the third quarter. Uh, or, yeah, third yeah. quarter. So it was like the quickest quarter known to man. Well, it was yeah, it was ridiculous. I think we tied every other quarter with them except for the third quarter. So it was that seven, that, that seven, seven zero. Ex- yeah, exactly seven zero in that quarter. Every other quarter was tied. Think about that. The Lions, who are bad and just fired their coach, tied the Packers, who some believe are a top three to four team in the NFL. Sam's thinking not, but I don't the, think so. But, but regardless, yeah, they're a good football team. Yes, and so are. you you play them that tough that drive. It did that call changed the game. And I and I did go back and look at it. It was I would say it was maybe a hold. But it was soft. If we could look at every play in the game, there was plenty of soft yeah. calls both ways and honestly, that could have been called it, that way. And, and they didn't show a replay. Unless did, did you find a replay when you rewound there it? There was a replay okay. when, you re- when I right. rewound but it. But anyways, it was the latest flag I've ever seen. It was well after the guys were off going off the field. And they're like, oh, wait, there's a flag. And, of course, Lions fans know exactly what that means against the Packers. And here we are with – they gave him a free first down. We were getting off the field. It was going to be a punt. We were going to get the ball back. I think they got a first down, but then it was a three and out after that. Um, so it wasn't, like, great, but it was like, that is what this defense needed. That's what this team needed. And sure enough, it, it I don't want to say robbed because I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it, but how late it was made me very frustrated. I was I was so mad. It did not. And you, you know how mad I was. Oh, I you were so mad. What, what's tough about a call like that is it, it, it didn't, change whether or not he was going to catch the ball yeah you know if you look at some other calls maybe they're holding them whatever this one did not and so it's frustrating i i see your concern technical if you're a ref reading taking the class hold well okay well then let's 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 get it a like mike every time then and call hold every time uh, yeah we would never the game would be <laughs> over right I don't, I don't always get a's come on <laughs> All right, so the next the next call that I thought was this was even the more frustrating one was the catch by Marvin Jones because they challenged it. Um, look again, I'm not saying this cost the game, um, but it needs to be mentioned here. I mean, it was it was basically so there should have been a, a first and goal from the one yard line, and he caught it. You challenged it. He had two feet in. He had three in. feet in technically. Because he he had both feet in, dragged one, and then they came up, and then he tapped the sec the third one. I don't understand how you get that wrong. I was surprised by that also. Like, how do you get that call wrong when you have time to go sit and look at this freaking football call? Like, that is your job. It is your job to get this call right. And uh, Trav, I know you're gonna go off on your. This is why replay sucks. But if replay sucked, then they wouldn't. They, even if you didn't have replay, you wouldn't have called it correctly. Get the call right. That's where I'm at. I, I, yes, I am a little bit going on that. I can't. Under, I've been saying for years, why not just put a ten-year-old in the booth? Is right? that a catch or is it yep. not? Don't nope. don't overcomplicate <laughs> what what a catch is. Did he catch the ball or did he not catch the ball? You could have sat his there and paused it. Okay, are the is the ball in his hands? Yep. Okay, are, are his feet on the ground? Yep. Okay, it's a catch. It oh. was so obvious. They over <laughs> they overthink the undisputable evidence. All the time. Yeah. It was a catch. Yeah. It, it, Regroup it and move on. I, I That one was hilarious because I think it went to a commercial break again. Yeah, of course. And, what else is new? And They the, never go through replays what, anymore. What, <laughs> right, like, it feels oh, like it's, Oh, go to a commercial. Push that button. Yeah. Yeah, commercial break. Was it not 100% <laughs> that, that it was a catch? Like, going into that commercial break, you're like, here we are. Yeah. This is easy. Dude, I was like, expecting 
to have it be called a catch. I was. I thought he might have been. I was in looking at my wife. I'm like, well, for a touchdown, we're gonna be screwed on that. Did That's he gonna not? be called a catch? Yeah, I, I was I like, his arms honestly, going when it happened, it. I was like, there's no way he got feet down. Like, I, I didn't even think I texted you guys did. that. And then all of a sudden, they challenged it, and I was like, oh wait, both feet are down, three feet are down. <laughs> it was like three it was feet. crazy. Um, and then like, all right, so. We still got a touchdown on that drive, so I don't want to like say they robbed us of those time. seven points. But it was a time that that play was at nine minutes and fourteen seconds. We didn't get into the end zone till like six minutes, a little over six minutes. So that's three minute swing in that type of football game. Those three minutes were absolutely huge. Not to mention that was a drive we lost Stafford because of that injury. He right. had to scramble to get a first down, got the injury. We would have had our quarterback the rest of the time. Not saying we would have won. I promise you, I'm not saying oh, that, Micah. I'm, not- I'm just saying. Getting at you. That sucks. That sucks that this freaking blown call cost our quarterback his ribs. Right. That's bull crap. Last time you last time somebody had to pay for ribs, we got Eve, and that was a great, great decision. <laughs> right? Oh my. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I that's that's a good point that you brought up and I, I like didn't think about that until you said that earlier. That, like if I were Stafford, I'd sue the NFL. Right. Like, no. Yeah, you made the wrong call. Yeah. I wouldn't have got hurt. Well, this day and age, you can sue for anything. So it's <laughs> Might perfect. as well. Whistification yeah. of America. Listen, yep. to, to point on that, can I say something on neutral ground here? Nothing against Stafford. That was not the way to go down with the ball. That's how every single quarterback goes down. The only difference was he got his he got jumped on. As soon as he was spo- starting his slide, nobody's allowed to touch him. So it wasn't Stafford's fault. He does uh, it just the way. slide? No, it wasn't a head first slide. The guy came up from behind him. It was a little bit ugly. Uh, yeah, it was I mean, a little it bit wasn't ugly. a pretty slide, but it was a slide. Yeah, but if you uh, would he slid right. kind of, all right, yeah. He, he did <laughs> not go full, head first. He no, went head he didn't first go head first. Play. He kind of went, like, butt first. Like, I don't know. Like, it was no, a ugly it was a slide. Com- all right, if he slid, how, why would Kenny Clark be coming from this front of him? Kenny Clark always would be coming from behind because he's a defensive lineman. I guess we'll have to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to because it but, was a slide. I, I remember what next you were thinking Next break, of. we you are want... definitely looking that up. <laughs> we should. We should. <laughs> Anyways, um, also, another one that came to mind was the no intentional grounding on, on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it was their field goal drive when they hit that. Was it a 58-yard field goal or something like the, that? Or 56 or something? One? Yeah, Seven, I think. I thought it was a 58 or we're all 57, 58. Career. Somewhere in there. I mean, good for Crosby, especially in Detroit when he missed all of those a couple years ago. Bad. Um, but, I mean, hitting something like that, good for him. But it shouldn't have ever happened because Aaron Rodgers dropped back, never left the pocket, threw the ball out of the back of the end zone. Tell me that's not intentional grounding. That's exactly what intentional grounding is, and it should have been. Only Aaron Rodgers doesn't get that called against him. And a couple other quarterbacks, but – uh, that one frustrated me because they would have punted. They wouldn't have kicked the field goal. Again, not blaming the game. Get these freaking calls right, and then we won't have to question them. Um, and then the last one was the, the onside kick. I personally thought that they got the right call. Um, I thought the ball was out of bounds. I, I'm curious if you guys had any thoughts on that the, one. The, I, I don't even know why that was a question. The ball hit the white line. I, I thought uh, so, too. Depending on, like, the like. Obviously, even, but that wasn't the call they made. It, it, no, that's that's the weird thing. They were focused on Agnew's foot or yeah. whoever's or foot. Killebrew. Why yeah, are they Killebrew. focused on the foot? I'm I'm watching the ball literally hit white and yeah. white's flying everywhere. I'm like, why is that even? I don't know. I I feel like that would be one of those fifty fifties. Like the fact that they called it out of bounds, like in the call. 
There's a reason why they stood. If if they called that Lions ball, I'm not sure they would have right. overturned it. That was Other one of those the tough fact ones. Of, of the ball might have been out of bounds. I, I couldn't tell. That should have been the focus point as well, then. I, I think. But. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, it was worth talking about. But again, I'm not blaming the refs. It's just it happens every single time we right. play the Packers. So um, you get real sick of it as a Lions fan. But all right, let's do a quick little maybe five minutes or so on mm-hmm. the future. Um, did we see Stafford's last game as a Lion? You think? I mean, it, there's a good chance that he doesn't play again this year, which I'd kind of be okay with. I mean, that that play might have been a turning point. Thanks again, refs. I I guess it just depends who comes in and what what they want. Um, I know, like we talked about it, like what are they going to get for him? You know, the early reports are saying what first, second round. Yeah. Maybe. I I don't know that that we're going to get that. I I don't. I mean, you look at quarterbacks in, of his stature, like, yeah, he's talented as all get out. We know that. But you don't he think the league knows that? He has one other games. know that? Yeah, but are they willing to give up a first round pick for a quarterback who is in the later part of his prime and. And and roll with that. Like you, you can't just compare him to the greats that play until they're forty. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's one of the greats. No, so like you, that's a big deal to give. It depends. Like, is it a late but, but, first round pick? I think late first round, early second round, maybe. Well, I mean, if somebody's but you're gonna, talking first and gonna dra- second. If someone's going to draft or I mean trade for Stafford, they're going to be win now ready. So it's not going to be a top ten pick by any means. They're going to be – it's going to be a 49ers. That is going to be 15 to 18. It is going to be, I mean, possibly the Cowboys. I mean, they're going to be a top-end pick, but it will probably be a future first-round pick, not this first-round pick. They got pick. Prescott. There's no way but, they're going to move on from him. Why? They're just not going to. They don't have to. They don't owe him anything. This they're, was last year of his deal. They're going to pay him. I don't know, man. I, I, that one's interesting to me. Because it's home. There might be another a couple other teams, but, I mean, I think a first – I, if you don't get a first round, I say you hold on to him and ride it out and get a comp- compensation pick or something. There's got to be something in the lines for that, right? You would think so. I, yeah, it's a tough call. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. If you if you can move and move, I know there's not a huge cap hit, but move his cap space somehow, that would help. I know there's not a ton, but it, there is there is a piece. I mean, it's still money. So if you get another team to pick that up completely, that allows you to spend more money elsewhere. Yeah, I mean it does, but you also have to have a quarterback. Yeah, rookie contract, boom. Yeah, I don't know. There's been teams all like time and time again that do it. You, you, you got to go down the you list. Got to hit on that draft pick. I can keep. I want me to go down the list. Of no, people? I, I right. know that. I know. I'm just I know saying. that list because those are the list. Like all these quarterbacks were supposed to be so much better than Stafford because they did really good under rookie deals, and all of a sudden, where are they now? It doesn't matter. At least they won. I'm just saying the people that hate on Stafford. I just rather win. I. You want a flash in a pan? If we win, see, but, I want long-term <laughs> success. Long-term success. We haven't won since 1957. <laughs> I know. So, like, <laughs> dude, 63 years. I know, but I, I would, want, I want success I guess, I once. Mean, yeah, I would take a flash in the pan. I, guess, I, should, I mean, I literally, like, as long people as it ends in a win. <laughs> people that are 63 have never seen the Lions win a Super Bowl. So, or a, a championship, 62 and, and a half. Or, don't let him lie to you. He will take a flash in the pants Super course. Bowl any day. I don't care. You're telling me, like, Broncos a couple years back bought Peyton Manning and won a Super Bowl, flash in All the right, pan. so you're saying no. It was worth every second of it. But that, They're that's terrible a completely sense. different How? situation because they paid for a quarterback. 
Yeah, they paid for a quarterback. But so they, that's but, basically saying what Stafford would go do. But they had to because cap, he's like eight years older than yeah, Stafford. Yeah, but is. we don't have the cap. It's a different scenario. The cap space is is completely different in that the Broncos already had a set from their rookies that they brought in and then went ahead and but the, no. But the reason why the reason why the Broncos had all that cap space because they kept drafting first round quarterbacks and failed on no, every that was single after one of Peyton. Them. No, was it? Yes, it Tebow. was. Tebow was a. First okay, round. I don't want to get. I want to get into Tebow because they had that was a miss. I think uh, there was another draft. Paxton uh, Lynch was after that. Oh, what about that other? The tall dude, the really tall guy. Pax, um, that was a trade. Um, didn't they trade for him? I thought he was like the no. He no. He was a second he rounder was, though. Oh, okay. Sorry. But so top of the second maybe. round. Maybe not a first dude, round. The dude, he went to Michigan too. We're we're sucking right now. No, he who's the guy? Yes, the no. guy. He went to Michigan and then he oh, ended up. Oh yeah, and then he transferred out. No, Ryan Mallett? No. Yeah, no. he no. was on the... No, not Ooh. Ryan Mallett. Jake Rudock? No, guys, you guys are He's way like off. He's really tall. Really tall. He went to he went to Michigan, then he went to Arkansas or something? No, that was Mallett. Mallett? Look, look it up. Look up who, who you're thinking of while I, I move on right. here. Uh, I, but, I saw that hit. I found the hit. All right, we'll, we'll look at it all right. when, when we take a break. Sounds good. Because it's, that's bad podcast if, if nobody can see what we're looking at. But, uh, but anyways. For sure. All right. Uh, today the team announced uh, Spielman and Barry Sanders uh, are going to be on the committee to hire a g- general manager. Uh, Spielman's position is a full-time as a special assistant to the president, Rod Wood, and chairman, Sheila Hamp. Uh, I-, I think this is an absolutely home run hire. Uh, it could be a game-changing for the organization. I'm, I mean, he will be the football mind whispering sweet nothings into Not these um, uh, the higher-end guy higher end people's um ears you know what i mean like he he's going to, he he's exactly what i want this this team to be uh and i'm very excited that he's coming in because he's going to be the highest level of football mind that this team has until they hire a gm and the gm's going to have to report to him it sounds like and i i'm really excited about it um trev i'm curious to your your thoughts on on the spielman hire um, not only to be on the committee to, to hire a GM, but like long term being a part of the organization. I love it. I think we needed football minds in this, mm-hmm. like clear as day. Like that's something that had to happen, and I'm glad that they were willing to do that. Um, I'm excited that they're bringing in these football minds. I hope they can all come together and come to some agreement. Um, I think was it the memo that got le- released? Like they want to hire a coach that has experience mm-hmm. and um, head coaching experience and a GM with experience. I like that. Not sure how you feel about it, but I'm excited about it. I think that it's important. Um, there's some names that I have in mind. Um, we can get into that who or not like? get into yeah. that. I mean, who do you like? Um, it depends if we're going to go in the pro ranks or we're going to go in the college ranks. Well, if he has GM experience, I'm assuming he's in the pro ranks. Oh, so I'm talking co- coaching, first of all. Okay, yeah, all who right. do you want from, for a coach? All right, so. Jim Harbaugh. If, yeah, Jim. No, <laughs> if we can if we can bring back some, like, I know Gary Kubiak has some health issues or had his health issues. I'd be fine with bringing somebody like that back. He's coached in the, in the league. Um, with, was it Tennessee? Yeah, so it was a coordinator or something, and. Yeah, it was with Denver for a while. Won a Super Bowl with Peyton. Okay, um, was he, he was head also coach? A he was the head coach Bear. when he was what? Chicago Bear head coach. Was he? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. So before like Nagy. No. Yeah. yeah Nagy. For yeah, for, for like sure. a split. Yeah, split time. Okay. That's just a random name that I that I've been thinking about. Like, well, now nah, he's he's he knows how to deal with a talented quarterback if Stafford stays stays around. Yeah. Um. 
I think that could be a good pick. If we go to the college ranks, like what about Bob Stoops? I mean, he's just sitting around. He went to the XFL for a minute and did some stuff. I don't I don't know exactly what. He had yeah. success. He won some games. Um, maybe we look somewhere like that. Obviously, or Urban Meyer. I mean, that'd be an interesting selection. But like, where where do we go? Do we do we go to the college ranks? I don't know. But I like that they're trying to find somebody with experience because I don't think that we're that far off. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I don't. Um, but I don't like coming out and saying we're gonna go with guy with experience because that just alienates what what you have to work with. Like, what if what if Lincoln Riley calls and he's like, dude, I want to be the next Kingsbury. I want to be that. Well, sorry, you don't have experience. And as soon what do you as mean? He, what do you mean? He had, she didn't say wh- where. You, okay, I thought. I've, by the way, you said it. Sorry, I, in my no. I'm so I, I, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking that she's saying like head coaching experience. I don't care if it's college or pro. Okay. If right. Lincoln Riley calls, you take that call and you say, "Come on in. Let's see what Barry Sanders thinks. Let's see what <laughs> yeah. you know Spielman thinks. Let's see what what's going on." But I, do you hire a GM or a coach first? Is the question. Um, I think you go with the GM, and then in, and then they have to be on board with what the rest of that committee believes. That's another interesting. That's what this. Sometimes you get too many voices. I'm gonna get in some Federalist papers. I'm not gonna do it for you guys. It'll bore you. <laughs> but you get too many. You get too many voices, and and then does it get confusing? So you have to. If you're bringing that committee in to hire a GM, then maybe you hire a GM with experience, and then let them make that decision. I have a feeling that's what it means personally. I like, hope so. The fact that it's a GM search tells me that all right, they're. They're looking to find the GM that's going to bring in the head coach. It's not, all right, bring in the GM, and then, you, all right, run them by who you're going to hire for your head coach. Never and works. And have them run by who you're bringing in for your coordinators. And we're actually wanting to hold on to X, Y, and Z. Like, I like that Spielman can be that division. That's where I really think it's going to happen is, is he's going to go into a board meeting with, with Hamp and Rod Wood and be like, very professional, and like, this is the business side, blah, 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 blah. And then he's going to go behind closed doors with the GM, and he's going to be like, F this, F that. This is the way we're going to have to do it. Do you agree with this to the GM? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. There's like different levels here. It's basically like going from corporate to blue collar, and he's that middleman. And I felt like you are getting that corporate kind of mixed in a little bit too far with the blue right. collar of, of the football. And – I mean, he's that perfect division there. Um, so do you have somebody in mind? I don't. Like, I, I haven't really searched it a whole lot. I, I'm basically in a, just a waiting game because I think yeah. that's where they're at. They're not going to hire anybody till after the season. I j- whatever, like, so, sorry, I'm going to go a little off on this, but I really think that they need to just focus on what type of GM and what type of coach is going to come in and not be a full rebuild. I don't want this – like re- I feel like last the last administration was doing a rebuild. We have talented there. Let's just think about it. Who Galladay, if he's healthy, is is a top two receiver. Yep. I think. I mean, even if you want to call him a t- tier two receiver, fine. Yep. Right. Tight end Hawkinson is Stuck. a top a top he's, tier. He's the best best tight end in football. Uh, that with the people that are injured right now. He's he's really, <laughs> uh, right. he's leading uh, the conference live right now. Yeah. No, without he's leading, Kittle. Yeah. And, he's yeah, leading uh, the conference in, in pro, pro Bowl votes. So I mean. He, he, no, he's he's legit, right? He's, he's awesome. I think Swift is I think Swift is Swift's amazing. Legit. I think we finally hit on on a running back. Like I, I I'm telling you guys this earlier. Like since 2004, like just listen to these names that we've draft, drafted: Kevin Jones, who was a first rounder; Kevin Smith, third rounder; Mikel the Shore. Oh gosh, I was so second rounder. USC. So excited. Um, Javid Best, first round. Abdullah, second round. Um, Johnson. Second round, carry on, carry on, and then I yeah the other Johnson was like a fifth or sixth round or whatever, but 
like, and, and I'm not even going through all the guys we drafted at running back, just the guys that we drafted in the first couple rounds. Yeah. And here we are now, Doing I think, again. finally worked out. And I and if you think about receivers back in the day when we drafted receivers for years and we finally worked out with Calvin, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then we drafted receivers again and it finally, finally worked, worked out with Galladay, yeah. and, and tight ends the same way. I think we have three of them right now, and I'm very excited about that. So we have to find the right person that's willing to build around that offense but we also have a couple of key defensive players in, in play. So yeah. I, 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 this is where it gets confusing. I want somebody to maximize our offense, but also like we have enough we talent have to, be to maximize that too. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to be Super Bowl contenders next year. Well, not yet. I, I will be before, will before be. preseason. Yeah. But before got, the end of this got, episode. We got plenty yeah. of time before we get <laughs> right. into that. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I think what we're seeing the last couple of games is the talent is there. Um, and we're missing a lot of our talent, too. We are, and depth. Another thing, like, we, we are going to lose, I think it's zero. I, I might be wrong, but looking at it, our, our whole offensive line is returning. Yeah. Right? I don't yep. think anybody's under contract, like, that's starting right now. I well, might be cool wrong. The cool part is, is the way that Jonah Jackson's really becoming a good oh, left guard. Huge. He's a stud. And uh, the name escapes me. Whoever played right tackle uh, on Sunday, and he, he played most of the week before, too, he he looked really good too. He was a rookie. Isn't he your like fifth or sixth round pick? Yeah, yeah. Which I really like what he's doing. The right side of the line needs to be uh, updated. I think Vitae was a, a big miss by by um, uh, Bob Quinn. But as of right now, I mean, you, you don't. I know like what, the offensive line. You don't know what new coach. I really do like the offensive line. Right, and so yeah, you maybe add a piece, and that's and we why have I think Crosby too when he's healthy. If we can spend some money on getting an alignment and maybe some sort of defensive leader, I really do like that. Our team, like I'm not oh, like I think our team is not that bad. We, I think it's appealing to a coach to come to. Yeah, we have a lot of good players. We need that playmaker. Right. We need that guy that people like rely on yes. to make the play. You know what which, I mean? Which so they, everybody it, else can do their job because that dude's going defense. to be there to help no matter where it is on the field. He's on going defense, to be there. Because yeah. our offense, we have it. And, and guys, we can't give, We're losing a lot on offense. We can't though. give up on that bum from the state below us. Like, he, we don't know Okuda? what he, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about him because he's Okuda. from that. Yeah, but I don't, you know. We can still, say his name. Yeah. He's a lion now, dude. He's a lion now. I'm still just hating. Well, but, Taylor Becker, right. you brought up the offensive lines. So. Good point. Son of a gun. <laughs> Two Buckeyes. So it, and it, it, isn't Jonah Jackson a, a it, Buckeye, too? Okay, let's get past yeah. that. I think he is, and, right? Yeah, he is. Let's get One past that. that I'm just messing around, but, like, we can't give up on that guy either. Could he be something special, especially if he get, continues to get coaching and gets healthy? For sure. So I mean, look we, at look at the way that Awarie moved from year one to year two. Right. I expect that from Okuda, and I think he's going to be a very good corner in this in this league. Right. So I I, I think that if you're a coach, I mean, you're not going to the Jets. I mean, imagine going to the Jets right now. Other than that, no, you yeah. might get um you might get Lawrence. Lawrence yeah, so. That's it. Yeah. But if you're if you're going to the Jets right now, I mean, did you see covers empty there? They're so bad. They're <laughs> so bad. <laughs> hey, can we jump back a little bit on uh, coach? Yeah, for sure. Because we got a comment. Jared says he likes Salah or S- Salah. Or, say I, I say I, I think it's I Salah rem- technically. Salah, but... I think. Or something. <laughs> Salah. <laughs> I don't know. I might be messing <laughs> <up>. <laughs> he thinks he'll change the defense and need a GM that can draft. Obviously, that I mean the. The GM thing, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. But, but Sela, I mean, how do you guys feel about him? If, if he were to hypothetically be the, All right, so th- I think this is getting a little deeper than, than what we wanted to, but we'll just cut a couple other things short. But Sorry. The, the, no, no, I, I like it. The thing that I like about Sela is he is on a offensive-minded team with the 49ers 
because that's what Shanahan is. Shanahan's offensive minded. That is Big his time. baby. He's willing to adjust his, like his Patricia baby, was not. No, but hold on. Shanahan's baby is the offensive mind. So he relies heavily on Sela. Who who's the guy from 49ers? The offensive or sorry, not, sorry, not 49ers. The Chiefs offensive coordinator that people keep bringing up. Eric Bieniemy. Eric yeah. Bieniemy. I would rather take Salah, Sela, whatever over Bieniemy because Salah. he has a offensive minded head coach and the defense is his baby. And and that's the way it works, and it works well. That's what led them to to the playoffs last year in a lot of ways. Um, but then where you look at the Chiefs, it's like, yeah, you have him as the offensive coordinator, the enemy, but he also has an offensive-minded head coach, one of the b- best offensive-minded coaches in football history holding his hand along the way. I don't want another guy that's like, hey, yeah. Uh, like Patricia. Yeah, like Patricia was. I feel like I was burned by that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the organization was burned by that too. That's why I'm very curious if they would be willing to hire a first-year head coach, that like a coordinator type I, that's thing. That's why I don't know if they will hire a first-year head coach. But one thing I do like about him is that – Which one? Um, Salah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Salah. Sayla. 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 I don't know why I'm calling him <laughs> Salah. Sayla. I, we got to learn his name. We, no, I'm not going to learn it until I have to. Yeah, until we have to. But, <laughs> he, I mean, he's from here. He, he cares a lot. I mean, he wants the Lions to be to be successful. I think there's some passion there. Yeah, bringing um, guys home works really well in this state. Yeah, true. Um, but <laughs> I like. I think it's a legit question. Like, I, I Jared, I get what you're saying um, and trying to uh, – build the defense up but it always bothers me like that was patricia he was supposed to build the defense up too yeah like come i need somebody to come in and be a head coach unless it Leader. unless he's willing to dominate the different like take control over the defense or offense which i don't know that any of them are doing that is he willing to ha- be a coach of his coaches we have to find somebody that's going to be a coach of their coaches because yep. that is important in order to be a su- successful organization yeah and one thing that you're seeing here we're in the Staying on Sela is you had Patricia. He was loved by his players on the Patriots. Absolutely loved. They he was excited off the field. He was giving hugs constantly. Like that was his role on the Patriots. That's exactly what Sela is. Sela's full of energy. I mean, <laughs> not saying Patricia's full of energy, but yeah. Sela is an energy guy. He's in the, his team's like he is he's hugs. He's like part of the team on the defensive side. Can he transition to be the bad guy as well? That's what I think really hurt Patricia is he tr- he turned over and he had to be the bad guy. And he knew that he had to be the bad guy and he overthought being the bad guy. That's- you know what I mean? And I think that was his biggest thing is he is a very good football coach. I'm Don't tell me that he's not a good football coach. He's not going to win rings in New England if he's not a good football coach. But what he's not is a leader of men. In this moment, and not only leader of his his players, but his coaches, yeah, like that matters. And I think that we ha- that's why I think that in hiring somebody with coaching experience is the most important thing here. They know that they might have learned that the hard way already. Yeah, that hey, they're, they're I have- coming in being like, hey, I've I've already been here. Yeah. I don't need to prove anything to you. Nope. And I feel like Patricia was just like, I need to prove something. I'm gonna go above and beyond to prove this. That rubs yeah. a lot of people the wrong way right. very, very quickly. Right. Um, but that was a good Lions discussion. So we're going to move on. We're letting it roll, baby. All right. Oh, we're letting that. it roll. Let's keep it this rolling. This is this is your topic. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So what are we talking about, Trav? Talking so, about the betting. We're gonna get into side. the betting side here a little bit. Um, something we're kind of gonna introduce here with the state of my sports, state of my bets type of thing, um, and just try to be 
is locked in on Michigan sports, college, pro, um, and all Michigan sports, not just like Michigan, Michigan State, but Central, Western, Oakland, whatever. Um, and I'm really excited about this. I love it. I love the betting side of um, of sports. I think that it's, it's huge that it's going uh, legal here in Michigan soon, online especially with – DraftKings and, and FanDuel and other organizations that are important. Um, so one thing I just want to kind of bring up today, we, we had a rough year, I mean, as a country and as a state. <laughs> it's it's just been an interesting year, right? 2020 is brutal. Is it so, still 2020? Do we have is any... March? Oh, never. <laughs> do we have any optimism going into 2021? Not with the vaccine, talking sports. <laughs> yeah, right. With our teams, and so let's just talk winter sports right now. All so, right. so we're talking football, or sorry, basketball and hockey. Correct. So, so you got Pistons, Michigan, yeah. Michigan State, and the Red. So right? the Pistons are plus fifty thousand to win the NBA championship. That means a hundred dollar bet would win you fifty thousand dollars. So they're right up there with the Lakers. Holy, <laughs> right? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, I might do that. Just kind of <laughs> uh, no. Just <laughs> you never know. And if it's just classic basketball, though, you got to have the the players. But oh yeah, I bet you. Like <laughs> if you really look at like the the basketball side, it's probably like you have four or five teams that have decent odds, and then right. it's just oh just for a sure complete tank. And to kind of put that in, in in context, like the difference between basketball and hockey, like the Red Wings are bad, and they're only going to be the worst. Fifteen thousand. So, so like, there's there's a ton of difference there, right? Thirty five thousand. They're basically in the same spot. They are. It's just hockey. You, anybody, <laughs> once you get in the playoffs, it's hockey. It's different. You don't have that superstar mentality. So they're plus fifteen thousand to win. So hundred dollar bet, fifteen thousand. Yeah. Um, Michigan is at plus sixty six hundred. So a hundred dollar bet wins you sixty six hundred dollars. All right. Those odds aren't that bad. No, they're really not. And they've, I, mean, I bet you they've not, improved over the last couple of weeks. I, I'm not exactly sure where they started out. Um, oh, but these were preseason. No, these are these are right now today. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Michigan State is at plus seventeen hundred, so a hundred dollar bet wins you seventeen hundred dollars. And guys, I mean, is that is uh, intriguing? Is this their year that they do it? I'm curious. So as this discussion goes, could some one of you guys look up like the leading odds of NCAA, like winning winning the overall championship? Because I think that's intriguing. Because I, I I picture them to be in like a top five. They should be in the top five, but the, based on 1700, that does not sound like a top five well, betting got, odds, it, in my opinion. It, the, According to Bavada, I'm going to pull it up here. But but Gonzaga was uh, way ahead of everyone. Yeah, they're they're and. Which is interesting because I don't think that they're that dominant. Um, but it's not even so about Michigan being State dominant in basketball. It's it's about like you the, have to Michigan go State is the only color. hold on one two three four. Five. They're the sixth 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 okay. best odds. You have Gonzaga at plus four fifty, Baylor at plus eight hundred, uh, Villanova at uh, twelve hundred, Iowa at plus one thousand. Which wow. Iowa, man, they have they have an amazing player. Um, yeah, Illinois. I mean, look at the Big Ten just being represented in there, and and sorry, <laughs> excuse me, but um, college basketball. I mean, you're talking NCAA tournament. Anything can happen, yeah. which is why I think those odds are so tight uh, compared to other sports like football. Even if Michigan State was number six in the country, would be way different than they yeah. are now. Yeah, no, I mean, based on those odds, and obviously things get pl- played out, and it's going to be. 
it, so much can happen before then. But basically, mm-hmm. if you're saying that like the sixth best best team in the league, I think they're fourth right now, correct? Yep, number four. Right, number four. So let's say they don't finish at four and they're dropping to like five or six. They're going to get a two seed that's more favorable than being a one seed that's the least favorable. I would take a two seed with the best schedule. That fifth team. Yeah. yeah I would much rather be that and, and have a good draw in the tournament. We've had it as Michigan fans. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I think that's really important. But why are we talking about March Madness when it's March Madness just ended, right? Right. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think that's interesting. Wh- which one do you, would you guys bet on? Like, obviously, it's it's got to be Michigan State, right? It's got to be State. Uh, easy money? Yeah, I, I bet on State. But you look sure. at Michigan, it's like they're not bad. They could get hot, but we don't know what, what, uh, what, what Jawan Howard is in the, that type of game. This is one of those crazy betting things, but I could see myself betting Michigan and then seeing if they get to the Sweet 16 and then seeing if I can buy like the best odds for and yeah. kind of like – Hedge that bet, but what about the wings at plus fifteen thousand? Like I know that sounds like a silly bet, and maybe you don't bet a hundred dollars on it, but what about just throwing like away like bucks. fifty bucks? They're, they're basically going yeah. to be the worst team in the NHL, or they are going to be competing for a playoff, right? You know what I mean, right? And, so, and honestly, th- that window is not that big. Like that is a not. very small window when you're looking at worst of the league in making the playoffs, especially uh, in a weird year. Like I, yeah, I just it'll be you, very interesting. You get a hot start, things can happen. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that more than as much as I would love to throw a hundo on the Pistons, I mean that'd be fun. No, it I'll ain't happening. Yeah, I'll put a dollar on like, it. Like I'm talking, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah win fifty that's bucks. The thing I was yeah. thinking it was like five bucks, but like yeah. when you look at who's in the league and LeBron's still there on the other yeah. side, it's yeah, like yeah, it's, that, it's not happening. That's the thing. I'm sorry. Like the Pistons could surprise some some teams in or some like the league and, and make the playoffs, right? And be an eight seed and get swept, or maybe a, a six seed at the very best. But the Red Wings, like they could actually go on a run. I don't expect them to. I expect them to be one of the worst teams in the NHL. But if you get in, though, no, who knows? If you get in, like things can flip, eight, eight flip seeds have won very, very quickly in the NHL, way faster than the NBA because you don't have four teams that are going to be in the conference finals. Which is why Vegas has one of the worst <laughs> teams in hockey at only plus fifteen thousand well, instead of fifty thousand in the NBA. Exactly. Well, wasn't it just last year in the NHL playoffs where Columbus swept Tampa? That was two years ago. Or two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, Tampa two, just won the yeah, cup. No, I, I, I didn't mean this year. I oh, meant yeah, last sorry. year. Yeah, last year they did. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. It, I think it was 8-1. That's bizarre. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, does, that doesn't happen. In other sports like yeah. that. Right. Or it doesn't basketball. happen in basketball. Basketball, it, it I should say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I love the betting side. And please like, st- stay tuned. If you're not following us on Facebook or, or our Instagram yet, please do because we're yeah. really starting to put some time and effort into that. Thanks to Trav. Like, it, he's putting some nice things together. Betting side. like that I'm is, excited about it. I think yeah. just putting out some some information and, and, and right or wrong, like you can decide by yourself. But we're going to just throw out some random facts and, and what over-unders and all that, and yep. it's going to be fun. And, and our listeners know Jarrett, so it's kind of a, a Trav, myself, and Jarrett type thing that we're going to be like really trying to dig into the, the betting side. Obviously, we do our picks, and we, we have fun with that. We do a little research into that, but we're going to stick on the betting side of our Michigan sports. We might come up with a lock here and there that's outside of Michigan, but right. um, that is going to be our focus. We're, we're really going to try to – you know, buy into this the sports gambling thing because if I'm excited about it, I'm sure there's about seven hundred and eighty thousand <laughs> Sams out there that are just as excited oh, yeah. that want to bet legally. It's coming. <laughs> it's, it's coming, be and it's going to be fun. So, uh, no, it was a good time. Th- thanks for sharing that with us, Trav.
That's a lot of beer. It's a lot of money. What is happening? We'll do it live. Okay. Well, well, well. No. We'll do it live. How the turntables. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll I'm do it live. I'm just pushing buttons now. It, it never gets old, though. Let's do this one. You're such a button pusher. I just like pushing yeah, buttons. Yeah, well, maybe next time you will estimate me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was bored at home one night with, and I just downloaded all of these things that I was just, terrible terrible ster- terrible terrible stuff. Anyways, what we are doing? What are we talking about? We're talking about the Big Ten. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Sorry. What, that's what we're doing. We are talking 100%. about the Big Ten football. Uh, basically, the the I, I, just the way that they've handled everything. I, I, I want to make it a, a whole topic, but I want to go over some points and we'll discuss it. All right. Um, but anyways, we'll start with what, what they did last week when they adjusted the the criteria to to go to the Big Ten championship um, and make it so Ohio State can go. Curious what you guys thought, Mike. I you you were pretty passionate about it pre shows. I'm curious what you're thinking. Yeah, so it, this has nothing to do with Michigan because I know Michigan's bad. I feel bad for Indiana. I think Indiana got screwed. That's why I'm passionate about it because, in the end, if Indiana had gotten this magical pass to play one less game and had it been Ohio State, who knows where we would be. But it's, like I said, nothing to do with Michigan. It, I don't even care because we are so freaking bad. Michigan State's bad. We've got nothing in Michigan. And here I am looking at, the best competition that Ohio State has played all year in Indiana, a 35-40. Yeah, it was a seven-point seven game, right? 42. What was, is it, that was, it was a big, really close game. Big comeback okay. by uh, Indiana. Yeah, so, for sure. So when I look at that and I go, okay, so Ohio State's going to go play Northwestern. Why not just bend the rules one more time and say, sorry, Northwestern, you're not going to play. We're actually going to put the two best teams yeah, put in there. the conference. Yeah. I think it's Indiana over Iowa. I think it's Indiana over Northwestern. That's just how I feel. Well, Indiana also lost their quarterback, so they they would have zero shot against Ohio State. No, truth. I think think Iowa would have the best chance to beat Ohio State, personally. Okay, regardless of whatever team you want in there, then bend the rules of, hey, we're the Big Ten. We're going to put the two best teams that we think – are the best teams for this yeah. year. in the championship yep. and have them play, have them absolutely duke it out, and then have the CFP and, committee and, 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 go and to from be completely there. honest, I think you should do that every freaking yeah. year. Isn't that I the way care. the Big Twelve does it? Yeah, I don't care about East West or Legends and Legions or whatever they had before. Yeah, like any of that. Like put the two best teams in there. But okay, I. All right, I am with you. The two best teams. <laughs> okay, he's. This is a but, look at Sam right in the eyes. I am with you, but I'm going to tell you you're wrong in about ten yes. seconds. So, okay, how oh, do you? Look too well. Who decides who are the two best teams? That is that, and that's what's drive. That's what I don't like about this. Is whole it thing. is it me or you or no, college I, football? No, like, I agree with you. The I, BCS for years was whack, and that was like some sort of equation. <laughs> right? And now, like, we have a college football playoff, which also is controversial. And then we talk about March Madness, right? And we're like, oh, oh my gosh, crappy team from the nineteenth f- team from the um, Big East got shafted this year. Yeah. Um. So who's the best team? No, I I, I agree with you. 
So, and, but that that's right here. What they did by giving Ohio State that in the is basically team. saying, you're the best team. We're going to give you that chance. We don't want to miss out on that opportunity of you being the best team. Oh, it's so, all about money. So, yeah, it is. Should I, we only do that when the team is clearly that much better? Because they are clearly that much better than every other. I hate them I agree. with a passion. I agree with you completely. I, I'm okay with what they're doing. It's the best thing for the Big Ten because if you can go to the playoff and get a little bit of extra money for the whole Big Ten, like that, that's good for us. That's good for everybody. For all sports. But I don't like the way that the Big Ten is doing it. Setting it up. you set a standard. You set a brutal, brutal standard from the beginning. You the, set the COVID standard you're talking COVID about. The COVID standard. Yeah. And yep. I, let's talk about the games. Let's, let's talk about the amount of games. You said the team has to play, what was it, six games? They have to play uh, at least six games yeah. to be to qualify for the Big Ten championship. It was a dumb rule. On, yeah, it was a Especially very dumb coming rule. from the Big Ten, it who was, had weird rules to begin with. And that that's where this whole discussion is going to go with the Big Ten is how yep. messed up that they screwed they screwed the pooch this whole season long. Let's be honest with it here. Yep. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but like you bent the rules for this, you changed your rules for this mm-hmm. one opportunity. And mm-hmm. I get why you did it. Nobody's nobody's gonna question you why you did it. It's all for the money. <laughs> We're not gonna like we get it. Don't deny nobody's it. Gonna, just don't deny it. <laughs> but why? You were so gun ho about Big Ten this, Big Ten that. They stuck their nose in the air thinking they're the best conference and we treat everything well. We're research school. We're this. We're medical. We're that. And here we are changing the rules nope. because your own stupid A rule. Screwed the team that you think's the best. That's going to you represent your your conference the best. And look, I would be doing this for anybody other than Michigan. Let's be honest. I would be having the same argument. I don't like the way they're handling this season as a whole. I don't like the way they switched. I get why they switched. I'm okay with the reason. That, uh, I'm really okay with them switching. But then, like everything else, is just it. It just is so frustrating. You know what I mean? Like it's not just this switch. It is. The fact that they have have handcuffed each and every program to like look what they did to Nebraska or was it Wisconsin or Nebraska early on? It was Wisconsin. 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 They absolutely effed Wisconsin those first two games or first three weeks. To, told them Graham Mertz couldn't game, play, and then it was like two weeks off or three weeks off or something like that because of their yep. stupid BS rules on this stupid BS COVID thing. And now you're giving Ohio State the benefit of the doubt because they're a really good football team. And I hate that. That drives me freaking nuts. Sorry. Well, it, I, I it comes. What it, do you want me to say? Listen, it <laughs> comes down to all the rule bending. Like, we we were gonna have crossover games. Yeah, let, let's get into crossover what? games. What what crossover games? Tell me. Yeah. Like, so the only crossover game that I see, according to this beautiful oh. little picture here, is you have Ohio State against Northwestern. The, <laughs> that's gonna, the only crossover that's actually – you have so many arrows. So you have – all right, so you have Ohio State playing against Northwestern, one and one, right? All right, so we'll go down to number two, Indiana. In the east, they move all the way down to tied for fifth uh, in the west, Purdue. Okay, so we'll go down to Penn State, who's third in the east. They moved all the way down to uh, tied for fifth at the very bottom, Illinois. <laughs> 
Uh, Maryland, so they're going to move from, so they're the fourth team in the East. They moved all the way down to the seventh team in the East. That's no, not a crossover. What, what, like, is this a new type of crossover that I'm, I'm missing? They're playing Michigan State. It's a cross down. It's a cross down. It's the same conference or same side of the conference. And you got Rutgers. I mean, that's the closest thing you have to a crossover game going five against five. But then you got Michigan, who who was supposed to play. They're sixth in the East. They were supposed to go play the second best team in the West. So, like, you set all these freaking standards, Big Ten. Your stupid A, uh, I can't think of his name, the uh, stupid commissioner for the Big Ten. He is horrible. He is terrible. He started off from the start by saying, Oh yeah, we can't play football. But his son's going to play in football for what is it, Missouri or something like that? Something like that. It's not safe for a Big Ten to play football. But my son can go play for Missouri. That was before everything, even before Big Ten decided to come back. If he didn't think it was safe to play Big pull Ten your football, son. then pull your son out. Yeah, it's Put not your it's money choice. Where your mouth is. No, it is his choice, no, Trav. It's not. Whose choice is it then? The, the oh my god, guys! Whose choice was the it? The presidents of these universities made that original decision. No, they didn't. He, okay, he used, he asked them what they wanted to do in his position, and that's what they followed. You, you cannot just blame that dude. First of all, why we're always supposed to blame commissioners? Well, they usually suck, <laughs> but in this case, he's going by university presidents. No, which he's are, oh, he's the mother effing commissioner. He's supposed to tell them no. You're playing football. You're playing by these rules. You're doing these checks. You're doing this. It's Otherwise, not the same as a like a professional league commissioner. It's why? not. Why? Because why? it's not. The SEC commissioner did the opposite. He's like, no, we're playing football. Because the Kevin SEC Warren. is in the South that has completely different views. Like you, you, you have to see that. No, I, I get it, but at the same time, I why? Why is that the case? Why is a commissioner being told what to do? Why? By why are we in a in a federalist nation with states' rights. I don't know. So are we talking states' rights or are we talking a commissioner of, of multiple states? Of, of of multiple football? states in the north that are different views than the ones in the south. Okay. Well, it's more than just the south because you had Iowa being able to play okay. and Iowa State not being able to play. Or, uh, sorry, is Iowa, Iowa and Nebraska not-, not completely different than Michigan, Illinois? I have no idea what you're, what you're asking. Like, what are you asking? Like as a as a state, are the are they not different? Well, you had Iowa not able to play, but Iowa State able to play. Oh, Why is stupid. that the case? Stupid, because they're in different conferences. <laughs> they're in the same damn state. That's yeah. the that's the one that's a one example of that that which is ridiculous and dumb. No, Cincinnati had a full schedule, but Ohio it's not. State but, but it's the presidents of the schools, even in those, it, even in your argument right there, is still the presidents of the schools but, in the South. No, it's listen, not the presidents of the listen. school. Listen, oh, they didn't vote. I'm sure they did, but why even give them a vote? Tell them what they're doing. supposed to do. Oh, so so the so the Big Twelve did that. They didn't give the presidents of the school a vote. No, I'm sure they did. Okay, so the SEC didn't give the president's school a vote. There's a pro- they probably did. Who okay. knows? But they're just okay. So so all of them have terrible commissioners, but it's just the views of the majority of the teams in your conference are different. <laughs> so in Iowa, with Iowa State happened to be in a different conference than the Big Ten, they hit the freaking jackpot. I Lucky get it. day. I get it, but it's BS. Which is funny Tell me it's because not BS. Iowa State is. Oh, it is BS. Okay. That's what we're getting at. It's BS. It was handled the as whole BS situation from the start. Is BS. It, yeah, but I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to stick up for the guy that you Why? threw under the bus. It's not Listen. his. It's not his it problem. It is his call. You, it is his problem. He's the commissioner. 
If commissioner of a useless position. If if Roger Goodell said there was no NFL, who would we blame? We would blame NFL. It's a useless position. What position? A commissioner of a conference in college football is not that big of a position. How do you figure? Because they pull up his his, his annual salary. And I mean, oh, he's making bank. <laughs> I mean, Roger Goodell he's gets, making bank. It's fifty million dollars. This dude's making bank to do nothing. Position. It's useless because he doesn't have the same control that Roger Goodell does. No, Roger no, Goodell's no, fighting no, no, the players' no. association. The problem with what he was is he was a guy that didn't have a backbone and tell these presidents and teams what to do. Tell them Neither what to did do. Any president or I, sorry, any I, commissioner. I okay. In this scenario. But he didn't wow. stand up for him either. I'm not sticking so up you, for the okay, dude. Then, then why do well, we have am, so many teams coming out and be like, no, we want to play football in the Big Ten. We want to play football. Because, of course, the players want to play and the coaches. These are presidents of liberal universities. If you want me to get – I'm, no, I'm not trying to get political here. I'm okay with it. But it's happening. Like, these are – Presidents of liberal universities, whether you believe in that or not, that is the belief of the majority of their university, and so they're going to go by the majority of their whole university, not just their football team. Oh my gosh! Can I read a comment, please? Yeah, please this do. is just getting absolutely hilarious. <laughs> we got comments. Todd That's Johnson. Nice. Well, there's a ton of them. I can't read them all right now. But Todd Johnson says, "Traverse Sammy, here's the key to winning this argument: volume." We just like arguing all together. (laughs) Hey, listen. All right. Let's let's cut this silly argument you two are having. We are all pissed for different reasons because it's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. It is. It's insane. I just hate how this commissioner can't make decisions on playing football, but he can make the decision on splitting things and putting Ohio State up Correct. There. Yep. Changing the rules now. Changing procedures uh, now. And he didn't change procedures when it meant what's best for the country, what was best for Big Ten football, and all that crap. Okay. That's what drives me nuts. So, so Now, all of a sudden, it's it's okay to be flexible. COVID, now, COVID it's okay is, it, we to don't sit know back it, and be like, this is just, it's an odd year. Well, we'll we get through it. It's kind of that, though. Like none of us know how to deal with COVID. Like in in what what to do, and we can all have our opinions. But these guys are in huge positions that are completely different than mine or yours. So I I don't want to just blame the one dude. Do I think that is unfortunate? Well, I'm gonna blame the spokesman. Otherwise, he shouldn't be the spokesman. Okay. I'm sorry, but he, he's the <laughs> one saying the words. He's the one making the decisions. I don't care if it was voted. I don't care any of that crap. <laughs> What what he's the one making the final decision. Fair, okay. So we, that's his job. We gotta have somebody that's, to blame. That's his job. <laughs> we <laughs> have to have somebody to blame. He is worth blaming because right. Big Ten screwed the pooch on this whole process. It was absolutely terrible that they did like, no, we're not playing football. We're we're, we're gonna play in the spring. We'll play in the spring. No, all right, we're, we're gonna come back because nobody else followed our lead. All right, we'll just, we'll, yeah, we'll just play normal. We, all right, we're gonna start now because otherwise we're not gonna get a team in the playoffs, and that's what's important. It was just, it just, it all they, they talked out of both sides of their mouth the whole freaking no, time. No, the last last statement I agree with, like the fact that they are, like I think they made the right decision to put Ohio State in because they're clearly the best. I agree team. with that. I do. But 
Yep. They are talking a little bit out of both sides of the mouth because now it's a money factor. Hey, we That's, need this money yeah. to get Ohio State because they, yeah. they Ohio State can compete in that in that Final Four. Do we not? Do we all agree with that? They I agree. Can, they yeah. can compete. Yeah. So. I mean, if we if we happen to get lucky enough, let's say Indiana or that wouldn't have worked. Uh, Northwestern went undefeated and made it somehow because Ohio State couldn't get to the Big Ten title. They would have beat State and they got to the Big Ten title and they won and they went undefeated. They got into the playoff. Good lord! Oh, it would have been absolutely embarrassing for the Big Ten. Right. So so the fact we know that Ohio State should get there. So yes, the original rule was dumb. The sixth game, they should have said, you know what, this is a weird year. We'll let you We're know. We're going to just look <laughs> at it and say, this is the best team. I'm pretty sure everyone would agree, hey, Ohio State is the most talented team. Let's go. There's no question. But, but a permanent thing, I don't think would have been the right move like what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just hate the way the Big Ten handled it. And this is just another example of being hypocrites and talking out of both sides of the mouth, changing things up to do what's best for their pocketbooks now. And right. that's what they right. they started at being very passive. I mean, like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play it safe. We're going to play it safe. We're going to play it safe. And it was like, oh, man, we're going to miss out on a crap ton of money. Okay, mm-hmm. then we'll play mm-hmm. football. And then we'll set all these rules. We'll set all these standards. And it was like, all right, we'll wiggle room on the wiggle room on these standards. And then it was like, all right, well, we could miss out on another paycheck by not sending Ohio State to the Big Ten Championship. So we'll send them to the Big Ten Championship. Again, I agree. Right decision. Do it. But I just hate the fact that I, they tried to be holier than thou at the very beginning, and now they have sacrificed, 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 and they look like they got caught with their pants down the way that they've handled this whole season. Right. But I feel like everyone's kind of going through that right now. Like, not me. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> I get it, but like, should should we practice? Should we not practice? Should we? Nope, you should practice. Why? Like, if it's a negative it, test, cannot tackle a negative test and become a positive test. So if you have, if your testing's yeah. correctly, if your if your tests are correct, which is what we're being told, test them, tackle negative tests all day long, and it's not going to turn into a positive. Right. So yeah, practice all you want. Is if your testing's accurate, if your testing's successful, all of that crap. Then play football. You know, speaking of tackling, there has not been one COVID case that's been transferred from on the athletic field across the whole con- or across the whole world. Um, I-, I heard the stat. I'm Clay Travis, by the way, <laughs> but I'm butchering it. But it yeah. was not one COVID transaction has been made from one person to another on a professional football or professional playing service or college playing service. Yeah, I saw and that across the too. whole and, world. And I get it. I, I shoot. I'm a so play. coach of. Athletes, I, I hope that's true, but like, can we guarantee one hundred percent that that is true? No. <laughs> well, All right. So, but nobody knows where half of their positives but, come from. But with that being said, I also know that my players hang out more now than they did when we were uh, actually together all the time. You guys, it's so, the same thing as probably you, same you, thing happens in pearl level. You yeah. can't guarantee these guys won't contract the flu from three years ago. Yeah. On a playing field. Yeah. No. I, all right. I think that's enough about well, the Big Ten. Let's. You guys get with the Big Ten? Or you got you got more? No, I. I want to tackle. Michigan's matchup. All right, let's talk a little bit about Michigan here. <laughs> uh, today they canceled the game. Oh, against no matchup. Nope, nothing. To, nothing too exciting to talk about. Uh, they will not be playing in any bowl games either. So the nightmare season is officially over. 
Let's go. <laughs> I mean, there Good is, for you, Jim. There and is Jim's going to get a contract <laughs> extension, and we're all moving forward. Right? All right, so that, that's where I really want to focus on this conversation. National Signing Day is tomorrow. If, if there's still no contract for Harbaugh, does that hurt National Signing Day for the state of Mich- or for University of Michigan? Do you think? Do you think we're not getting as many letters of intent that we were supposed to? I read tomorrow. too many things on Instagram about reports and kids and all this stuff. And we're, we're getting it. a few less. It's not going to be terrible. It's it, It'll be all right. So it, Any high-end guys that we should be worried about? I don't want to, like, high end? Too, no. too much into recruiting. But No. Nope. No, I mean, nothing high. I mean, there, there there's there's hopefuls, but those those hopefuls had changed their crystal ball weeks and months ago. Okay. It's not a big deal. So, so. they've said over and over again. Bad. Um, talking about Jim and, and the athletic director, uh, that they would not discuss it until the end of the season. They will not have a deal until the end of the season. Well, hate it. It's the end of the season. Hate it. It's the end of the season. Officially. Get it done tonight. Yeah. Announce it tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to happen. I, I have a feeling that th- 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 this is going to happen. They're going to get a new deal either tonight. I, I bet you it'll be the soon as we stop recording because that's usually what happens to us on mm-hmm. Tuesday nights. But if you wake up tomorrow with a new deal or let's say, you know, 10 o'clock, there's a new deal announced. How, how are you guys feeling about that, Micah? So you start I, and then Trav, I, w- I want to know what you think too. On On the potential new deal? Yeah, let's just say he's got a new deal. I don't know about the 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 numbers, anything like that. Let's okay. just talk about he's signed on to be the coach, quote unquote, long term. It better be a lot less base salary, and highly incentivized for performance. Um, and and I'd be okay with it as long as we know that certain staff members are going out the door. All right, Trav, what do you think? What are your first thoughts? Harbaugh signed on for a little bit for a long term year. Deal. I've been going back and forth on this, but excuse me, I <laughs> COVID effects. Um, so <laughs> I I do I I think that they should stay with them, and I I've kind of changed my I've been a little bit back and forth on this, but consistency's cool. I do think that this guy wants to be here, and I think that he's kind of re-energized after this year. Um, I, I hope so because he's not very energized. No, right now. no, and I think that he's kind of been. Maybe a little bit sheltered by the university in some aspects with what's going on, and I I think that there is a play in that, and I think that he's about to be unleashed in this off season. I think we're going to get the recruits that we need. I think that they're going to hire people that you. I think that he is going to change his mindset, which I think he's been missing for years. Yeah, I think I said that before that like he just needs to be his own coach instead of just relying too much on everybody else. Coaches lower position coaches but when it comes to offense you make the decisions dude you run the offense i mean brian kelly still ran the offense when or not brian kelly um chip kelly back in oregon when they were winning yeah they he was running that ship are you saying 100 percent? i think he needs to run the offense and and have everything else be run through everybody like through other positions i disagree okay I I I think he he needs to bring in people that he trusts to fit his mold. Right, trust I, is huge. I, I think he I, I I'm not sure Gaddis is the mm. wrong guy yet. Do you think he's but, the wrong guy? I don't I think he's a decent coach, but I don't think he's Harbaugh's guy. That's I don't think speed think, and space has nothing to do with Jim's yeah. philosophies. And I, and Why did they that, go with somebody like that? Yep, I, because that's what they thought they had to do with Ohio State. 
I think that's really what they did. I think I should have figured out defense. They really uh, lost focus on on. I think Harbaugh really lost focus on what he wants his program to be. Um, I think he's he sounds very defeated right now. Mm-hmm. He sounds absolutely terrible. He sounds like he doesn't want to be there. Um, and if that's the Harbaugh we're going to have for the remainder of whatever contract he signs, Move on. Um, then cut the cord now because that's n- going to do nothing but hurt this program. But the people that are completely bearing Harbaugh and completely bearing what Michigan is, I think they need to look in the mirror and be like, holy smokes, Like I am... Like, look at what they've done. Not in the mirror, sorry. Look at a computer, Wikipedia, and look at the <laughs> recent yeah. records and stuff. Look, it hasn't been pretty against Ohio State. Yeah, you lost to Ohio S- or Michigan State this year. Um, and everybody knows the top 10 ranking and all, all that stuff, like games against top 10 ranked teams. Throw that out the window. You're getting a football coach that's winning 10 games. N- 9 to 10 games almost every single season. I'm sorry, but that is good enough for me. And Huh? It is. For, for the majority of the seasons, yes, that is good enough. But you got to have those outliers where things fall in play and you win the Big Ten. You win. You're in the national title. You're in a, the playoff. That is important to me. The Harbaugh we have this year in 2020 is, is never going to do that. But the Harbaugh that we had last year, the Harbaugh that we had in when JT was short and all of that stuff, like we were very, very close to getting into the playoff. We were very, very close to getting yep. into a Big Ten championship. We were very, very close of all of these things. But we were also very far the last couple of years against Ohio State. But you got to throw it out the window. That is one game from our goal. That's what's important to me, is being one game away from our goal to be successful. To beat Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, make that's... that game important. Make it important. Make that game a winner goes to the Big Ten, winner doesn't. Or Big Ten Championship, the win, the loser doesn't. Right. That's what he has done, I think, three out of his five years, or six years now, if you count this year. Three out of the six years. That is good, in my opinion. It really is. And I think he is building a program of what he wants to be, but he, he was. And yeah, he's he lost, needs to get he's his identity. He's lost that direction. He needs to regain his identity, regain his vision, and stop catering to right yes the it's not national just, media right. stop catering to the local media and just be you yes then that's the jim harbaugh i want the guy that gi- doesn't give a f what 100%. anybody says right 100%. now it seems like he gives a f what people yes. think of him and he needs to get over that again yes. and i think that's where it's at he he gets his identity again we're back yeah and honestly i feel bad for gaddis i think he'd go somewhere and win football games he i could, don't yeah. I hate him I don't, but I, I think when you have a disconnect between your head coach that doesn't understand his type of offense, yeah, go back to just being great at what you want to be great at, and yeah. I and I and controlling the clock, doing the things that Michigan football does, and then eventually you beat Ohio State that way. Yep. Right now, it, it, you, it you just, wait for them to be down, and you on your way up, and you pass them, whether which it's is one be or two years or not. That's all you're gonna have is a one or two year window. I think he missed it when JT was short, thanks to the refs. Yes. He could have had it the next year he, as well. It was he, a close game. He was short. Um, but like that was his two-year chance to jump them. Now he needs to wait for that next chance, and I think it might be next year. Can, 
You want to know what's something funny about the JT Short is I think you were which kid was over at our house? Peyton. <laughs> Peyton was that young, and I think your wife almost killed me because I was so loud oh, that yeah. night. Yeah. And Peyton was Jam trying to loud? sleep. What? Yeah, sleeping in our room. <laughs> that was one of the most devastating nights of our. I literally uh, our lives. Like fainted at one point. Oh, All sorry. Right, well, let's, distracted. No, sorry. Go, I, I sent this text to you. Can I just plant the seed in? Do it. Then we'll move on. For Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah. So this is comparing him to Dabo. Dabo's first five seasons at Clemson, okay? 47 wins for the both of them. Three 10-win seasons for the both of them. One top 10 finish for the both of them. And 0-5 versus Ohio State for Jim. And 0-5 versus South Carolina for Dabo. Holy smokes. Wow. Wait, South why Carolina, South Carolina, though? South Carolina, because that's their, their rival, I guess. They but play every year. Re- I don't know. It must be regardless. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Game. Yeah, I don't know what that rivalry means, and I don't know the depth of it. Wow. But South Carolina is no but Ohio you, State. No. You. But still, you gotta Ooh. remember. That's interesting. That how, that's how, how Dabo it. started. Yeah. Michigan fans would have given up on Dabo already. Oh yeah. Which is what we're seeing with with Harbaugh. But all right, let's turn over to uh, the Michigan State matchup. They are going to play football as hey, of now. Uh, the two football. and five Michigan State Spartans will play the two and three Maryland Terrapins. Is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their quote unquote crossover game, it's <laughs> not really a crossover game. Uh, basically, it's a game that was supposed to be played that got uh, coveted out. It's crossed um, down. Look, I I think this is a really good matchup for for Michigan State. I mean, not necessarily like get an easy win or like. Like head to head, it like fits well. But I feel like you have a Terrapin team that that showed signs that looked good. Yep. And you win this game, it looks like a good win. It looks like a good program win. You lose this game, you were supposed to lose this game. Not a big deal. So like I, I look at this as for Michigan State as just a really good opportunity. And the way that they're playing is they have taken their opportunities and they've flourished. And and you know what I mean? Like they've taken their opportunities and, and successfully gotten through them. I think it was obviously the Michigan game, Northwestern, uh, was another one that those were their big opportunities to show, hey, right. we're not pushovers. Yes, we are down. Yes, we don't have talent, but we're not going to be pushovers. And I feel like this is an opportunity for them to be like, hey, this team's Maryland's not very talented either. Let's be honest. I don't want to overstate what what Maryland is, um, but. If you go out and win this game, I think that's a good win. Oh, yeah. It, it is. I mean, you want to, especially with a new coach, you want to win this game. And you yeah. want to start getting your recruits to hop on board. You want to get your team to buy in. And honestly, after Michigan State's first game when they lost to Rutgers and everyone was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, well, you know, what happened to Michigan? But They still only have two wins. <laughs> that's being Right. Yeah, right. But or is it three? Yeah, two wins. Right, but um, and then beating Michigan, I I think you look at their season, they they it was a successful two year two, oh my two gosh. win season. And plus the fact that their coach came in that late in yeah. a COVID year, I mean you have to be feeling if if you're a Michigan State fan, you have to be excited about moving forward. Yeah, I I think oh, yeah. the bottom didn't fall out as much as you thought. Like, I thought this was going to be a complete disaster. Oh, yeah. And it didn't. I think the fact that it didn't, you have somebody pushing that bottom from falling. And I think that starts with the coach. That starts with he's he's being kind of like what Trav said earlier, being a leader of the coaches. And I think that's what you're seeing with Mel Tucker at least this year. We'll see. Like, I'm not I'm not signing any checks for this guy. I'm not saying he's going to be successful in the Big Ten, 
But what you saw here was he's not going to be pushed around right. when everybody expects him to be. His leadership is paramount from what I've seen this year. Yeah. And to be honest, I think Spartan fans should be really excited in what they see in Peyton Thorne. Yeah, I think uh, that, that's a great point. And, and that's that's really the only hope I think they have to win is they have to score some points. That That's the biggest thing is scoring points right. in against Maryland. And Peyton Thorne, he looks – he looks good. He looks good. He looks like a like a QB ready QB if that makes any sense. It, yeah. He just his tangibles look good. He he looks more comfortable out there than Rocky. Rocky kind of just looks like he's well, he's kind of just he has the same fumbling happy feet and the uh, work he had the last couple of years. Right. I mean, I think he's also under pressure. I think that whenever you're the backup quarterback, especially in college, like you you got to come in with some swag and be excited. Like, you're the guy. Everyone starts to believe in you. They're still immature kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are. Well, he's got a lot of upside. Peyton Thorne does. Yeah, I, I think you found a guy that you can build around. I think yep. other guys will transfer because I think this is his job now. Unless unless he looks absolutely terrible in the next couple of games. I'm assuming they're going to play a bowl game. We'll see. Um, like, yeah, this is his his job now. I think right. the work he is done, I think you could – you can move on from a couple people unless there's some you mean, people that you, you really like. Or yeah, what did yeah, I say? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Rocky. Oh, he's been numb for a while. But, yeah. <laughs> One year. He you played know, last year. He's bad. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. He's been numb for a while. But I mean, like, I don't really want to get a whole a whole yeah. whole end. I think that was a good way to kind of wrap up Michigan season. We we're not able to wrap up Michigan State season yet until until we really know where, where they're at. That's why we went a little bit longer on Michigan. Uh, than Michigan State, but I just I look at it as an opportunity to to go out and show yourself, show like the team you're going to be, right, and, and give your players another chance to play. And that's one thing that I, I kind of wish Michigan had, um, not against Iowa because it would have been absolutely ugly. Um, but I mean, you have a, a winnable game here for Michigan State and something to hang your hat on uh, to end the regular season. Just class. I know it's so bad. All right, I gotta hit the music, and I'm just missing it here. You know that music. It is time to make our DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe picks of the week. But before we do, I want to remind everyone to stop into DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for whatever you have going on. And if you mention State of My Sports, you may just get a nice little discount on a crowler, growler, or pint, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have anybody's picks yet. Is that what you're saying? No, yeah. Like, I, I don't know how much I'm going to – like, I'm not in on this. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to just diss on your picks. No, you no. Th- give your picks out there. You'll, you'll pick for one of the guys. I should have asked them their picks. This That's is just – this is <laughs> live read at its, it's finest. It's one of those days. <laughs> live read at its finest. Uh, look – I mean, whatever you, whatever your beer of choice is, we are sure DeHops will have something that you like just as much, if not more. Um, keep an eye out for some of their great beers at all your local beer stores, or you can carry out six packs uh, from the brewery. Uh, we also, we, I mean, stand delicious, unbelievable beer. It's their juicy IPA that is packed with mosaic hops to create notes of pineapple and citrus. Uh, it is soft on the palate and has just enough bitterness to pull you back in for another sip. Or check out their World Beer Championship Silver Medalist award-winning 
Shadow Box, Dark Lager, and there's six packs or draft uh, at the brewery. So the House Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So here we are. Like, honestly, I, I feel bad. I, I forgot to text Kyle and Ryan who are out due to personal reasons. I think Ryan's actually working. He, he's got he's working warp speed. Um, Kyle, I think he's just being lazy. Um, but that's just my opinion. Come on, Ryan's on vacation, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I don't have their picks, but we'll we'll take take Trav's picks as well, and maybe we'll sign them to one of the guys if the other guys don't get back to me sooner rather than later. But all right, Trav, you will start us off. All right. Actually, I'm gonna go through some results. I should probably go through the results first. Skip mine. Last week, Micah went two and three for the 34 and 40 overall record. Kyle three and three for a 44 and 30 overall record. Ryan three and three for 42 and 32. I went five and one back to back weeks. Five and one. Thank you very much. And I moved into second place with a 43 and 31 overall record. We gotta audit you. That looks pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just. You guys are just. <laughs> Haven't double checked it. He just uh, he just puts his numbers in there. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so Big Ten <laughs> championship. We got Northwestern versus Ohio State. Ohio State is a 19 and a half point favorite. Trav, tell us a little bit about this game. Who you got? This is an interesting game. I mean, the fact that Northwestern and uh, Ohio State are in the Big Ten championship with a 19.5 point favorite is interesting. Um, there's going to be a little bit of points scored in this because I think Ohio State's going to give up some garbage touchdowns. Um, I haven't convinced on the over-under yet, but I will jump in on the whatever you got going on here with the spread. Um, I'm going to take Ohio State 19.5. I think they're going to win by this 25, 30 points. And I don't know how many of these I'm going to jump in on fully because oh. I am going to make a guess, but I just want you to know that State of My Bets is not This is fully. not officially State of My yes. Bets picks. No, um, my picks are never officially State yeah, of My, right, my all right. Bet picks. All right. All right, I'm going to take Ohio State as well. I just don't see how they don't make a statement here. Micah, what about you? Same. It's going to be a wipe-the-floor situation. Yeah, I think they're going to kill them. Yep. Uh, all right, Michigan State at Maryland. Maryland minus one. Trav, what, about <laughs> you, what, what are you thinking about this one? Take the under. I know that's not there, but um, <laughs> I will go Maryland minus one. I agree with you there. I, I, I do think that Michigan State's playing good football, but I just – I think Maryland's going to score way too many points for, for Michigan State to keep up with. That's where I, I'm going with. Uh, Micah. I'm going to go MSU. That a boy. I like it. We'll move down to the Big 12 championship. We got a number 11, Oklahoma, against Iowa State. Not sure if they're ranked. I think they are, and I didn't write that number down. Number 7. Number 7, Iowa State. Thank you. It's good to know. Trav, where, where are you going with this game? I think like Oklahoma was not playing well earlier, right? So I was a little concerned about them to start the year, but I am going to take Oklahoma in this game. I think they they are just clear, clearly better. What's the spread on this? Sorry, I didn't even yeah, see the spread. Yeah, I'm pulling that up right now. I forgot um, to <laughs> did I miss that too? You did. Um, it's all right though. Uh, Micah, what are you feeling on this game? No, we got it. Well, we gotta, I, I got to know the spread. We got to know the spread. <laughs> That's it doesn't my matter. Oh, it, it does matter. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, it is minus 5.5 Oklahoma, which earlier I saw it at a mi- I think it was a minus five, um, but I am going. To, I would take that at a minus seven, maybe minus eight spread. Take Oklahoma, walk it all day long after their 
crappy Ooh. start due to COVID, and now they're they're going to destroy Iowa State. Wow, and they are number really? sixteen, by the way, not six. Sixteen ring? Wow, we, I really screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah. My bad. I feel like I'm a big ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take Oklahoma as well. Five and a half. I, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're just too good. What are you seeing there? What are you guys? What you guys are you looking at? Yeah, they're seventh, Trav. What are you they're ranking about seven. Iowa State. Yeah. Are you looking Iowa at basketball? State. <laughs> NCAA football on Bavada. So we can blame Bavada. That's Bovada fine. Bovada no, doing? they're they're seventh. They're seventh. They're seventh. On Bavada. No, we don't look at. <laughs> All right, I'll just. I'm just going to trust the. So AP, they're odds. AP, they're eighth, and then the playoff standings, they're seven. So, yeah, yeah they're seven. Sorry about that, folks. I will still stick with my Oklahoma pick minus at least seven for the number yeah, seven. I I'm a little eight. less oh. happy with it, but I'm going to take Oklahoma. Micah, give me Iowa State, please. We do. Maybe it's Michigan's next head coach. I don't Whoa, want it to. I don't right. want it to be. No, neither. All right, ACC championship. We got number three Clemson against number two Notre Dame, plus ten. Ten. It's a ten. <clears throat> Trav, tell us a little about this game, buddy. Like I said, I'm I'm focused on the Michigan sports betting no, don't, side, don't so think I don't want to overdo this. Um. This is an interesting game. The fact that Notre Dame won originally without Trevor Lawrence, so I get that. Um, they're getting 10 points in a huge game. The defense matters um, here. I, I'm taking Notre Dame plus 10, but I, I think that is the right thing. I think Clemson wins this game. It's going to be real close. Yeah, I think I think this screams close game because I think the ACC wants it to be a close game. And I think they're going to do everything in their power to make sure mm. it's a close game. And I think both schools are going to make sure it's a close game. So you're both taking Notre teams, Dame? Both teams are in the playoff if, get, if this game doesn't get played. They're going to play. They're going to do everything they can to make sure that both teams are in no matter what happens. Clemson wins a close one. Notre Dame covers the 10 points. Micah. Clemson. All righty. We'll jump down to our last college game. we got the SEC championship. We'll do this one super quick. Uh, Alabama against Florida. I do, again. I forgot to put the spread on there. How, it's what is right. wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I mean, don't answer that. Nobody wants to know. Seventeen, 17 plus seventeen. <laughs> Florida's plus seventeen. Trav, real quick. Um, I'm taking Bama. I'm They're taking just too Bama. Good. I'm taking Bama. I mean, yeah, yeah, Bama. Micah. Quick. Can I, hold Florida. Quick, can quick, I, can Florida. I, can Florida. I, no, no, Florida. All right, he took Florida. I got to quick make a statement on this. Like Go earlier ahead. complaining about the Big Ten having a massive spread in their championship game. <laughs> so does the Herald SEC. I know, right? I know. They, they think they're deep, but they're really not. <laughs> no. They're pretending to be deep. They're like a seven-foot foot pool, <clears throat> deep pool, not a ten-foot. You can't even have a diving board with how deep they are. 
<laughs> All right, wow. we'll move down to some football. We got some NFL. We got two NFL games. One's, of course, the Lions. Another one, I did the Chiefs at the Saints. Saints are plus oh. four. Oof. Trav, do you have any thoughts about this game? Or a pick? Chiefs. Okay. Simple. <laughs> I think. Oh, man. Uh, Why did you pick this game? Because it's difficult. Yes. I love how you guys have yeah. zero preparation for this. Like I am today, by the way, because <laughs> well, there's gut feelings. You I didn't. Get when I you're didn't think honest. I was going to have to make picks. So here I am, just throwing things out. So good luck. Oh, man. Do what I want you to do. I'm taking the Chiefs. <laughs> Damn it. My uh, Chiefs. Dang. All right. That is it. Now the last game. We got the Lions at Tennessee. Tennessee is an eight and a half point home favorite. <laughs> Trav, anything on this one yet, or do you just want to wait? I do. I'm gonna wait You're for my state of my state of my bets. I'm gonna wait. You're gonna wait for state of my bets. Yep. All right. So Ooh. keep an eye out for that. Uh, I just that I'm really excited because that just made it and have to join me. For yeah. A, yeah. A exactly. I do Zoom not want to just just throw um, it out there. I, I I'm gonna idea, I'm gonna go against mm. everything in my. No way. I'm gonna. I shouldn't. I shouldn't take them, but I'm gonna do it. I'm taking Tennessee, minus eight and a half. I don't think Stafford's uh, gonna play. I think the line's gonna get absolutely destroyed. That's that's my so my hunch. That's kind of where I said is with the uncertainty of Matt Stafford and Derrick Henry being an absolute Beast. error. Yeah. I I don't think this is even close. I'm yeah. gonna go. Tennessee. This is going to be one of those get to the cider mill, do some chores around the house pretty early. <laughs> that, that's the way I look at that game. But uh, it was a good time for Trav to leave because, I mean, it's just beer grades. So thanks, Trav. I <laughs> uh, just randomly walked in front of the camera and decided to walk off as we're about to grade our Michigan beers for episode 85. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody once again of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan. Located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids, wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want heading in, or if you need some help from their expert staff, Seattle Market is the place for it. They have it all. Um, they have obviously a up, up massive and up to date inventory of the uh, craft beers from across the great nation, um, let alone Michigan. Uh, so, but they're also individually priced. You can mix and match to build your own mixed and match to build your own six pack which is a great way to do it uh trust me on that uh they, they have a lot of my money um but anyways <laughs> they also have specialty wines spirits ciders coffee tea tobacco and cigars uh they also have the largest selection of homebrew and wine making supplies in west michigan so if that is your poison go there poison they, i don't know is that not how i should say it this is beer i don't drink poison yeah. Trav, do you drink poison? It's kind of poisonous. Poisonous to some. Ah, yeah. Gluten. Poison is the old People hate the soul. gluten. People hate the gluten these days. Uh, we love that Sissiano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, so please check them out and let them know that you heard about them on the State of My Sports podcast. So we'll get into some beer grades. I got Black Rock's Classic Pills. That's the one that we're all doing. So, Trav, can you tell us a little bit about that one, the the Classic Pills one that we're all all grading? Mike, did you get any of that? Uh, not yet. I got it right there for you. Oh. 
We'll, we'll, I got we'll, some. We'll give that one all a grade first. I, I, do a think, I think it's real clean taste. You know, when it's you, a really when good you, it's funny because you got a classic Pilsner name. You might as well be classic, and it is. It's a good Pilsner. I I enjoy it. Um, so Black Rocks wow. in Marquette, Michigan. It is a five point five percent alcohol for a Pilsner. Line. That's 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 up there. A little that is bit, up there for a Pilsner. Yeah, I, I think they they did a really good job here. In look, it, it's good. But what what was your grade? I'm gonna give it a seven four. Micah, did you try it yet? Yeah, not bad. That is, that's the best pilsner I have had. Give me an eight one right there. Eight one. I I that agree with you on delicious. that. I, I'm gonna go with a seven eight. I that is wow. seriously one of the best pilsners. I'm not a pilsner yeah. fan, ever. And then I cracked it and I started drinking. And I was like, that that's a good beer. That is a good beer. Like I could drink that beer all day every day. Honestly, that is it is really good. It is five. It is five point five percent. So it's getting you where you want to be. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So I, like that. That's more alcohol than than a. I think an all day IPA. It is nothing against a, all day IPA percent. because that's a great beer. But this is a much easier to drink beer because it doesn't have that well, it's bitterness. Yeah, it's, you're yeah. right. Give me that over that IPA. domestic stuff. All Are day. you kidding right. me? Domestic pilsner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I'm a big big fan of that for Pilsner. That might be a new staple in my fridge. Nicely done, Black Rocks. Yeah, that that's a good really point. good beer, and that's Marquette. That, so that's like yeah. So if you're in in Michigan, you Damn. do the hand thing. To that's up there. Up there. That's, yeah, that's the up there. That's the yeah. Upper Peninsula. It's almost to the very top. Eh? Um. So yeah, very very good beer. Um. So Mikey, you're also drinking up from Black Rock something yeah. else. So tell us a little bit about that and give it a grade. Yeah. Let's keep this train going. Uh, Black Rocks, Marquette, Michigan, Coconut Brown. It's not your average brown. Six percenter, eighteen IBUs. Um. <clears throat> it, this one, it, if you don't like coconut. I don't really think you're gonna like it a whole lot because it's coconut heavy, uh, very forward on the coconut. But the brown, so the browns go so well in winter and makes you feel all warm and cozy. And this one's actually easy to drink. Um, the, I hate coconut, you guys. I absolutely. Oh, hate you do? It. I hate coconut, but I wanted to get out of my comfort zone tonight. Try yes. this, and this is actually one of the better coconut beers I've had. Probably because it's mixed with the brown. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a 7.8 on this one. 7.8? Yep. Nice score. That's a good score. All right, Trav, you're drinking something from Saugatuck. Yeah, impaling it. It is good. I said that from my first sip. What did you just um, say? Impaling it. Impaling it. Yep. Is that wrong? I think that's impaled right. Impaled it. I impaled it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it it kind of does look like an N on the end. It does. But. Impaled Can you tell it. us a little about it? Yeah, it's um, it's an IPA, but okay. they they, they t- trying to claim it is one of the smoothest IPAs, um, perfectly balanced, and I think they're right there on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, um, and I, I'm going to give it an eight four. It's a good score. I really enjoyed it. Um, you can only have one or two. That's yeah. it. You cut yourself out, off after that. Simple as that. Yeah, nice. Very right. good. I'm drinking from Founders Brewing Company, obviously in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Blushing Monk. It is their Belgian style uh, ale, fermented with uh, raspberries. This is this beer is is so flavorful. If you like fruits and you don't like beer, or I mean, like th- you could sneak this past people that don't like beer. Like th- it was that fruitful. It, there was so much fruit with that. It was so good. Nine point two percent alcohol, so it's a cheap date if you can sneak one <laughs> past your woman. Um, but I mean, this is basically they say when you love our. 
when our love of fruit and our love of beer come together, uh, Blushing Monk happens, uh, brewed with a di- ridiculous amount of raspberries for tart yet luscious, 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 luscious. Uh, raspberry luscious. jam, luscious. Thank you. Oh my gosh! Oh, sorry. No, I, I'm glad that he pointed that out because if he didn't, it would have been even more embarrassing because people would be like, "You are an idiot." They're gonna say that anyways. They always text me and be like, or text me or message us on our on our anchor app because oh, you can listen to it on April. Yeah. You can like send. They're like, dude, you, I get a lot of hate hate mail, but that's uh, <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> luscious raspberry jam character and fermented with Belgian yeast and subtle fruit and spice. Uh, dude, this is this is a really really good beer. Uh, I wish I would be able to share with you guys, but I didn't want to. So. Uh, it was just Thank all you. for me today, uh, but no, this was a really good beer, and and honestly, the the nine point two percent is is very very sneaky. Are you walking home also? I am going to walk home, and I'm going right. to stumble Perfect. stumble the bed after I Excellent. get everything posted and all that good stuff. But um, what grade do I want to do this? I don't know. You should probably grade it though. I'm gonna go with an eight two because it was the fruit like you- helps it an absolute ton. The you think I should have went higher? The way you were loving that beer, it sounds like more than an 8-2. I might have went lower the score. I think I, I don't know, I blacked did out. Did you forget minute. we go to 10? <laughs> I did, yeah. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a good beer. It was a really good beer. Good, and okay, good grade. Your, yeah. hi, your highest grade is a 9-1. He's got a spreadsheet here. All right, we got to get that posted on the Facebook. Yes, but we do. Anyways, thank you guys for recording. Always appreciate you guys yeah. coming and, and, and recording with me. Uh, and us and thank you everybody for listening thank you all for watching we'll talk to you next week thanks for having me love you guys Great sponsors, the House Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our out six feet down. <laughs>